This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. Merry Christmas. How are you, buddy? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to Randy Merkin, the twins, the wife, everybody at AM1000, all my friends, all all the listeners out there, the people that have supported not only this show, but everybody at AM1000 has supported me for 30 years. Appreciate it very, very much. May you all have the best holiday you can under very tough circumstances right now. Uh, the one circumstance that's been, uh, I think, consistent besides the uh, situation we have with Omicron and COVID has been the winning of the odds couple, ladies and that's gentlemen. Right. There's no doubt about this. Listen, Randy Merkin. Okay, so about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, maybe six, I go, you know, we got to start incorporating. i got to figure out a way to incorporate Randy more. You know, hey, Randy, what do you think? The next thing you know, the guy's winning two at a time. Okay, he's 12-4 and four overall. Uh, I go 2-2 two and two after starting out hot with the bonus picks with uh, Carmen Yurk and Jeff Beller, but then uh, end up 2-2. Two and two. Been a grind, 29-26-2, and two. and then Carmen's 22-10, and 10, who's on vacation right now. I'm not even going to tell you the total record. I mean, you know, play it back on the podcast and add it up because it sounds like I'm lying. This is what we do. Great run by you, Randy. And you haven't given – you know what I like about Randy, which is different than what my system gives me? It's not a, a, a pattern with my system. Randy, you've been laying on a couple teams, the Rams, if you will, the yeah. Chargers, and you've been doing well. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And it's all – I mean, listen, it's just – it's a feel, right? I just had right. a feel with the Rams, and yeah, uh, it's worked out so far, and – uh you know, Mike, uh, the, the, I get a bad feel every time I watch the Chicago Bears play, and <laughs> especially on Monday night, because I actually thought they had a chance in that game, Mike. I really yeah. did. Uh, and I think they, if they did some of those stupid penalties and they can convert on some of those third and fourth downs, I, I think they have a legitimate chance. But, um, mm-hmm. boy, it, it's just a mess, Mike. It just There's nothing, there's no thing you could take away and say, well, at least they have that right now, because Justin Fields didn't play very well either. No, he's got 16 turnovers. He's Jameis Winston if this doesn't straighten out. I know he's a kid, but you can't have 16 turnovers. And I had a handicapper who's pretty well known, not in Chicago, but I know him very well, tell me he's charted the Bears with three more wins if they had another quarterback. I'm not going to name any specific quarterback, whether it be Dalton, whether it be last year's quarterback, whether it be uh, uh, somebody different. He has them charted for three more wins than we have. What they decided to do is they basically forced Nagy into playing fields. I said it would hurt him because he doesn't have a team around him. Earlier today, I tweeted out a picture of Rex Grossman. I said, yes, it is possible to be a Super Bowl quarterback if you have a team around him. Now, am I blaming Justin Fields for everything? No. But Justin Fields has a lot of issues holding on to the ball. Inaccurate. Uh, and you cannot have 16 turnovers in, in 11 football games. And, and Jameis Winston was more heralded than Justin Fields, and now he's an afterthought because of turnovers. So that's got to straighten out, but we also need – it was good to see Akeem Hicks show up. Sort of funny, he wants to maybe play for Green Bay, but he never played the last three games against Green Bay. Maybe he didn't want Green Bay to see what he would do against Green Bay. Uh, but that uh, he, he's all ready to go, and then he's on COVID again. So it's just been one of those years where uh, the Bears – 
They're going the wrong way, and it's going to cost Nagy his job because Nagy's the one that started it with all this quarterback nonsense when you when the rest of the team was getting older. You know, Mike, uh, Kevin Seifert, who's a great columnist for ESPN.com, sure. wrote a great piece um, kind of detailing that the, the shortcomings of Justin Fields. Oh, and absolutely. It, it was, you know, we read it on Monday, and then to fruition, like Justin Fields turned the ball over a couple times yeah. again on Monday night, and... Uh, listen, I, I still think the kid's got a ton of talent and a ton of potential. Well, so but, does every quarterback but, that's drafted in the first round. Right. I mean, but you, you can see some special things. But I, I, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm a little concerned right now. Oh, because- there's no doubt. I'll tell you what. If you want a new coach for this football team, the one thing you're going to have to hire is a coach that believes in Justin Fields. And I think there's guys that would rather have the Jacksonville job and other jobs than the Bear job just because of that. Look. You know if the guy's going to be good or not. I don't see him being anything but serviceable. I just detailed Jameis Winston. That doesn't mean this kid can't turn it around. Peyton Manning had struggles. Terry Bradshaw had struggles. But believe me, I saw both of those guys. He's not even, to be honest with you, in that category. He'd be a three where they were fives or sixes. But bottom line is the rest of the team is dwindling. I've been hearing Trace Armstrong rumors. I don't care what they do. They got to change at the top, and then hopefully things will fall to the bottom. But just if you, for when I heard eighty percent of the Bear fans said Justin Fields was a can't miss, it was easy for me, because the Bear fans have been as dumb as anybody else when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. I've been consistent, and I'll tell you another thing. And if people want to get mad at me, go ahead. If I'm the new coach of that team, and I want a new quarterback, guess what? I look at Mitch. Period. I bring them back. And if people want to laugh at me, go ahead. How are things working for us now? Period. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be uh, that would go over very well, Mike. If, if uh, Yeah, Mr. but you Mr. can't let the public uh, look with the public. The public and the media cannot drive a football team. It wouldn't go over good. I don't care. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. It's not going to go over good with Justin Fields, guys. I'm well, just being honest with well, you. I've he, seen every quarterback come out from Tim Couch to Keeley Smith to Andre Ware, RG3. I mean, I can name more. David Klingler, Jameis Winston, he's right there. He's closer to them than he is to Peyton Manning or anybody of that ilk. Well, we'll get to the uh, to the Bears and how you bet this game because right. Justin Fields is hurt right now. Looks like Andy Dalton might be the quarterback on Sunday in Seattle. But, Mike, let's, let's uh, talk about the Thursday night game, which was sure. a crazy game because, you know, the 49ers, uh, uh-huh. Kyle Shanahan is known for scripting his first 15 plays, and that first drive was a thing of beauty. I mean, oh. the Titans didn't know what end was up. <laughs> yep. They get a 10 nothing lead and think they're going in for more, and Jimmy G throws a pick in the end zone. And then it kind of turned it around. Now, the Titans really didn't have anything going until the second half. They got a field goal, and then all of a sudden, another interception, and they end up coming back. Winning the game 20-17, to 17. boy, if you had the 49ers early in that game, Mike, mm-hmm. you thought you were sitting pretty. Well, I did bet Tennessee, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've been burned out so much because it's been a grind war for me this year. I've won the last four years, folks. Uh, but before that, before I put this system in and started uh, betting like a businessman, my first 50 years of betting from the time I was 14 to 54, I had maybe six winning seasons out of 50. I've had four in a row. Now... I'm three above 500 here on the odds couple. Can I keep winning? I didn't even want to bet Tuesday, Randy. I mean, you know, this past Tuesday. Because Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there comes a point where even the NFL stops being attractive. So I didn't bet the game Tuesday, thank God, because I would have taken Seattle. This game last night, I came back. And I thought, okay, I'm going to bet at halftime. (laughs) 
And I went to bed. We were down. I think it was ten to nothing. Ten when nothing I and a half. Deal. Right. Yeah. I was. I. I said, Jesus. I mean, what is going on? And then I wake up this morning, and it's one of those happy wake ups where you have Tennessee. So I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people now. I mean, look at San Francisco. I mean, every coach that has talent. Okay, is under the microscope, and you got to put San Francisco's under. And a good comeback by Tennessee last night. After what you said, I watched the first two, three series. I go, they got no chance against San Francisco, and then they turned it around. They did, and you know, uh, early on the Titans' offense was non-existent. They couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown gets going in the second half. He has a huge second half, a great catch, touchdown, and then uh, the final drive. Uh, Tannehill with a great scramble up the middle yeah. to kind of set up the game-winning field goal. And they played it right, you know, for give Mike Vrabel credit. I mean, I know, you know, they're he's not a good coach they're without Derrick Henry and he yeah. might be back for the playoffs, but he's doing a good job with that team. If the Colts lose, which we're going to get to in a second, if the Colts yeah. lose to the Cardinals on Christmas Day, then the Titans win the division. Can you believe that? And that's without Derrick Henry and other pieces. And I said to you last weekend, what a show that was last week. I listened four times, folks. That's how good it was. But I said to you last week, it's time for Tannehill to, to grow up without Henry. He didn't. They lose that game. But then he comes back last night. Huge game. Uh, Vrabel's one of the best coaches in the league. I mean, you look look what they got. And Tannehill um, is one of those guys that, you know, if he doesn't make any mistakes, he's manageable. And he came up with a couple big plays, and they win the game. Plus, you got to give the defense credit after what we said earlier, uh, culture shock early. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I love about Vrabel is he doesn't like Urban Meyer. At least I don't think so. Uh, so that, that's a— that's Can you a... imagine Vrabel staring at you in a bar because oh, he's got a problem with yes, you? Yes, that's not good. That's not good. That's I not was good. I was looking at him last night. He looked up, at, and it sounded like—it looked like he was looking at me. Yeah. And I just looked away a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so, Mike, let's get to the two games uh, on Christmas Day. The first one, it's kind of an interesting game because Baker Mayfield is uh, expected to clear protocols tomorrow on Saturday and be ready to play against the Green Bay Packers. He will take a private jet to Green Bay to play in that game. Right now, it's a a 7.5-point spread. Aaron Rodgers has been terrific at home this year. He's right now the odds-on favorite, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. A week ago, we were singing Tom Brady's praise. Aaron Rodgers is now the favorite. Packers look like the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Do the Browns have any chance if Baker Mayfield plays in this game? Yes, they have a chance. And uh, I, I would put some couch change. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to make this an official pick. I would put a one unit maybe on Cleveland getting the seven and a half because there's a guy that you brought up about a week ago. You know, Randy says to me, you know, it'd be nice He's in the kitchen earlier. I thought it was a little abrupt. It'd be nice if you listened to me once in a while. <laughs> and I say, yeah, I know. I wish I would have listened to you this week. But no, Miles Garrett and uh, and that crew. There's two sides to the football. I sort of like Cleveland getting the points, uh, but it's a Saturday game, and traditionally, the favorites do well on Saturdays. That's true, and you know, I'm my, not a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow Saturday. Yeah, Saturday you know, yeah. It's, it's a, a Christmas Day game. Right? With all these holidays, it, it uh, the days right. seem to blend together. But right. uh, you know, Miles Garrett, who is uh, leading the league, or uh, he was uh, him and T.J. Watt are leading the league in sacks. And he was was like he the, the co- guy that beat up uh, the the Pittsburgh yeah uh, Mason Rudolph yeah 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 he's, so, a, he's a maniac yeah yeah he was he was one of the favorites for defensive player of the year and then he had a he had a bad game last week and TJ Watt right set the Steelers season Steelers uh, record for his uh, sack so he's he now yeah uh, so yeah I, I kind of like Cleveland getting the points in this game I don't think they have a chance to win it but if you if you can get him at seven and a half eight points I would take it. I Green Bay against the spread has been outstanding. I mean, when does that's it true. stop? That's true. When does it stop? Uh, right. 
At, at some point, I, you know, but I, I wouldn't surprise me if they win by 10. It wouldn't, but I would put light on the on the Browns. Okay. Uh, second game real quickly here is a, should be a great game tomorrow night. It's the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Arizona. The Cardinals are on a two-game losing streak after an embarrassing performance against the Lions last oh. week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the year, but it looks like uh, other than that, they should be healthier. Uh, and the Colts looked great last week. Yeah. Uh, they really uh, beat up on the Patriots. Actually, that was a clo- ended up being a close game, but Jonathan Taylor had the touchdown at the end. Well, that's why it's a picket game or a right. plus it's, one. Right, it's like Randy. a one. Yeah, so, you know, you're, the Colts are kind of on fire. They're, uh, they're As I always talk about Mike winning the line of scrimmage, the Colts win the yep. line of scrimmage. Uh, which side are you on in this game? If I had to make a play, which I won't, I'd take Arizona. I mean, you lose two in a row, yet you're still favored. I understand you got – and you're missing Hopkins – and Indy coming off a, uh, a, a, you know, being more impressive of late, a Rand, I'd probably take Arizona. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say. How about you? I like Arizona. You're the one that's on fire. Yeah. You're the, you were walking. Your feet were sparking in the hall. Yeah, exactly. They were sparking like the third rail of the L. You, you walk and you're on fire. <laughs> I, I'd be hard-pressed to see Arizona losing three in a row. So, I but, would, too. Yeah, but we'll. But I, that's why I stay away from certain Right, games. exactly. All right, Mike, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in our guy from PropSwap, Luke Pergandy. Oh, okay, Christmas Day. Oh. <laughs> Happy holidays. You've got the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. in for the great Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North. And it's this time every week, Mike, when we bring in the owner, the creator of PropSwap, Luke Pergandy. Luke, happy holidays, my friend. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Luke. So, Luke, you know, uh, last week we sat here and we were talking about, well, Tom Brady. He's, you know, he's the clear-cut favorite for MVP. And, you know, you should probably try to sell his tickets right now. And then he goes out and gets, shuts out at home, gets shut out at home by the tent by the New Orleans Saints. So what's going on now with the MVP race? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is really making a push for this thing. Um, <laughs> I, if there's ever been a running back that deserves to win this thing, it's Jonathan Taylor this year. Um, he's just, he had a five touchdown game. Um, you know, he's just, he has the best record. He has the best statistics for any running back. Uh, I realize there's going to be one extra game this season, but, um, he started out at 150 to one odds. JT's odds now six to one. He is a real legitimate chance to win this thing. So, so what is it look like on PropSwap right now? And it's just the best site to go to, you know, during Absolutely. the season to get these to get to make money, and then still, as Luke always says, reinvest. So, are, are a lot of JT tickets moving right now, Luke? Yeah, no, absolutely. Both him and the Colts. The Colts started out the season. Uh, one in three, um, and when they were one in three, they were 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. And of course, Jonathan Taylor's odds back then were about 300 to one, 150 to one um, to win MVP. So um, this team in Indianapolis has been a perfect prop swap story. And you know, we hear all the time, well, it doesn't pay to bet long shots. Long shots never pay off. And you know, literally, this happens every single year, every single sport, every single season where a player or a team goes from a crazy long shot story to a uh, potential favorite and, and Jonathan Taylor and, and the Colts team overall 
um, is no different this season. When you put a ticket up for props up, let's say for Zach Wilson, and you know after about the fourth game this kid's no good, he's not going to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Uh, and let's say you bought the ticket for five hundred, you could still sell that ticket for one hundred, try to get some of your money back, right, Luke? Or do people basically say yeah. uh, yep. is, it, everybody thinks you're you're trying to get more money than what you actually spent? But there's more cases where guys can't get the job done. Where you know what? It's early still. You project. You sell it for a hundred or two, and somebody will bite for that, right? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, uh, Justin Fields was was the perfect oh. example this year. Yeah, we sold so many tickets on him. Of course, yeah, in the beginning, everyone was trying to take a profit and just take a stab at a long shot, and then it seemed like we we found out pretty quickly that this Bears team was not the real deal this year. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I would say of all the tickets this year, Justin Fields was probably sure. that one that people were like, yeah, like I, I don't know that this is going to be the year. People were buying Justin Fields MVP tickets. Justin Fields' rookie of the year tickets. Rookie of the year obviously didn't seem too far-fetched at the beginning of the season, but uh, he, he's been the perfect story of, yeah, like, you know, obviously the casino is not buying your bet back, um, so cut your sure. losses and sell it on prop swap. You know, Luke, it seems like every week uh, there's a new hot team that, like, boy, this is the team. Like, you know, a couple weeks ago everyone's like, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Hopkins mm-hmm. gets hurt, they lose two in a row, they lose to the Lions. It's like, see you later, Arizona. Now it's Green Bay, 11-3. They're going to probably have home field again throughout the playoffs. Go and try to win in Green Bay, you know, and then when it's freezing cold. So is there, I mean, this is, has to be a crazy year because there really isn't a dominant team. There has to be a ton of movement on prop swap with some of these NFL teams and who's going to win the NFC, who's going to win the AFC, and who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, so Green Bay was 15-1 uh, to 1 earlier this season. They are now the favorite along with uh, Kansas City. Tampa was the favorite the entire season. Mm. Um, Tampa was about 4-1, to one, really, the whole year. And then the Chris Godman news came out, uh, and the Bucks now have them in third place, uh, according to Futures Odds. So uh, Green Bay and Kansas City are the new co-favorites at about 4-1, to one, and then they slotted uh, Tampa back to about 6-1. to one. Um, And like we discussed, the Colts were a huge long shot. They now look amazing. The Patriots, the Patriots were a hundred to one, even two hundred to one mm-hmm. in some books. Uh, they are now about fifteen to one, um, and uh, the Titans have kind of been up and down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's there, there's been so much parity this year. It's, there has not been one uh, clear cut favorite. Kind of last year, really, Kansas City just ran the table. Obviously, losing to Tampa in the Super Bowl. Um, but now this has been one of the highest parity seasons that I can recall in football. Obviously, it helps when uh, a team like Kansas City starts out so poorly and got mm-hmm. the doors blown off by by Tennessee in that it was like a Sunday afternoon game. So uh, it's it's been a perfect season for Brasov and um, a ton of NFL betters have been buying and selling every week and making a lot of money doing it. I think Pitt. I think Kansas City. They're going to kill Pittsburgh again this week. So now Kansas City's one of those teams where maybe you had people get rid of the tickets early, but I would say that maybe a lot of people we were just talking about earlier, Luke, stuck with them, and now they're still hanging on to those tickets. Is that how you see it? You said you got a ton of Justin Field tickets, but I would probably imagine there's still people holding on to their Chiefs tickets. There are. Um, no, there absolutely are. Kansas City has been. Um, you know, they're about four to one now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I personally, I would sell that ticket and then mm-hmm. just reinvest. If I got Kansas City at sure. 16 to one, um, mm-hmm. and I could sell that for four times my money, lock in Do some it. cash, you know, the few weeks left of the season and then just rebet them. Like, 
even if this team, you know, no, in my opinion, no team should be four to one when the playoffs hasn't even started. Certainly in this type of season where we found that any team can win it this year, uh, that's just too high of a number. So my advice yep. would be if you get down below five to one in that really low single digit range before the playoffs even started, take some profit. Injuries happen. Upsets are obviously going to happen. Of course, with the NFL, it's just a one game playoff. As well as all the other sports, it's a five-game, it's a seven-game series. There's a lot of time for you to come back and show you're the dominant team. But in the NFL, it's just one and you're done. So I'd be selling at single digits if it's you know four to one, three to one. Uh, I'd be taking some profits. All right, Luke. Uh, last week, uh, Mike mocked me. You kind of chuckled when I brought up <laughs> Tiger Woods for the Masters. He goes out last week. I, I know. I know he's. I know he had a he had a card. He couldn't walk the course, and he was he had a limp. But uh, he looked great. His son looked even better. But uh, is, is there more movement with Tiger Woods? I know you sent me a, a link that he's down oh, to, 75 to, one, uh, 75 to 1. Is there yeah. more movement with Tiger for the Masters now? Yeah, I mean, look, like this is one oh, of those God. things where it's like betting on the Dodgers or betting on the Patriots or betting on the Cubs. Like those numbers are always going to be bad because they're just such public betting figures, right? Like just the public loves to bet Tiger. They love to bet the Cubs. Loved about the Dodgers, loved about the Patriots. Um, that's just one of those things that, like, in my opinion, that is not a positive expected value bet because there's just so much action. It's like, you know, taking the favorite and the over is like the, the adage in sports betting. Like, no, you want to take the under and the dog because everyone takes the favorites and the overs. Um, so, you know, if you're going to bet on Tiger, I guess I would do it early because that number will probably continue to come down every time we, every time you'll see a, a Tiger Woods headline, people will go bet it. I don't care if it's illegal or legal. Um, you know, people people just love betting Tiger Woods. So um, if you're going to do it, I guess my advice would be do it early because um, I hear you. It's it's fun. Like of course everyone wants to root for Tiger Woods. Like he's the face of golf. He kind of brought golf into popularity, and it's fun to see him have success, but uh, the true odds of him winning, I don't think are, believe he's about 50 to one right now at Circa, uh, the sports book in Las Vegas typically has the best golf odds. Uh, they post two way markets. So you can bet Tiger will win the masters or you can bet Tiger won't win the masters. No other book in the country does that. DraftKings FanDuel, you just bet the yes. There isn't a no price. So with Circa, you can kind of see how, um, how much juice is in those lines, and they can give you a, a fair sense of that juice. So, um, but yeah, if you're, if you're going to bet Tiger Woods, I would do it earlier than later, I suppose. Hey, Luke, uh, happy holidays to you, buddy. Another great, unbelievable season for Prop Swap, and we uh, really value our relationship. So, happy holidays to you and your family, and we'll talk to you next week before New Year's, okay? Thanks, guys. Have a good New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry, New Year. Same to you, Luke. Take care, buddy. That's Luke Pergani. Uh, he's the presenting sponsor. Uh, sponsor of been mocking you. I ridiculed you. Ridiculed. Not, there's a okay. difference. There's a good point. Good. I point. would never mock you, but I will tell you this. Yes. The fact that we went down this road again twice. Yes. I can't believe it. Now, if you want to, just give me the money up. But you know what? Knowing my luck of late, he'd probably win the damn man. Right. Right. I will give him credit though. That kid Charlie. I mean, look at John Daly's kid. Daly's kid was good. Daly was great. great. Tiger was great, but that Charlie, for 12 years old. It's like he's playing golden tee. Yeah, I mean, that shot he hit on 17, oh. the par three with the water on the left. Putting his fist up in the air when he's got... Like four feet from the pin, the, the closest kid, the, to the hole. Yeah. The kid don't know. The kid's in sixth grade. He's sinking uh, 20-footers. Uh, Mike, we've got a couple minutes left here. Yep. So, uh, you know, Luke brought up... 
that the odds have now changed and yep. that uh, JT is kind of a, a, a sleeper pick for the uh, MVP. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers is like plus 115. Tom Brady's 2-1 to one now. Uh, last week we were talking about Tom Brady. I, would you still go in with Tom Brady or no. are you switching? I think I, I think now, I mean, look at just like Josh Allen earlier this year, uh, Herbert. Uh, look, Brady's been unbelievable, but I think he's going to have some problems this week too. Uh, without a lot of his players. I, I don't think I would probably switch right now. And I think Taylor's got the perfect opportunity because him and Rodgers right now, it looks like it's the way it goes as far as if you had to pick some guy. And maybe it's time for a running back. You've seen the running game come back into prevalence, not only with New England, what they did running almost uh, every play a couple weeks ago, to what Taylor's doing, what Derrick Henry did last year. So uh, if you think it's just about passing, folks, uh, you're crazy because running now, keeping uh, good, the good quarterbacks off the field, uh, trying to win that way has become fashionable. Uh, and real quickly, Mike, before we break, uh, I mentioned before the defensive player of the year is kind of a crazy run right now because Micah Parsons yeah. is a rookie on the Dallas Cowboys. He I just love does, him. does everything for that team. He's been right. he's obviously clear-cut favorite for defensive rookie of the year, but he is like the second or third favorite right now. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt has yeah. missed a couple games but has been so dominant the games he's played. He is now your favorite, like plus 150 you can get him. Micah Parsons and... Miles Garrett are basically uh, second and third, like three to four to one. Well, yeah. Which, which way are you leaning there? Would you still go with T.J. Watt and see I, if he finishes out strong? Well, I think he's going to finish out strong. But I like Miles Garrett too, and I like them all. I mean, but I think like with Roquan Smith, we saw this, folks, that he's not on the Pro Bowls because of record. Okay, uh, if the Bears had a better record, he should be on there, uh, in my opinion. I don't make a big deal out of it anymore. Uh, but I think your defensive MVP. Yeah, I mean, watch breaking records. Garrett, Cleveland's not playing all that well. They've had their their quarterback issues. I I I I know Parsons is going to win rookie defensive player of the year. There's some people think he should win rookie of the year. I might. I'm probably going to go Watt. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm. How do you with, How do you I'm, feel no, about I'm, that? I'm with you on Watt. I, yeah. I think I think Watt's been the most dominant player consistently yeah, he, all season. He, he, does, it, he is, does it every week. Mike Parsons's been great. I think T.J. Watt. Um, it was a last year, uh, two years ago. Aaron Donald beat him out, and I thought T.J. Watt was deserved it then as well. He signed so feel, the big deal, walked out yeah, of the office, and I got to go work out. Got to go lift. This guy. That's yeah. great. That's what I did too. Uh, except I didn't sign the big deal. <laughs> Right, hey, like me, pipe stem arms, birdcage chest, baby. There you go. Up next, Mike, let's go through the NFL slate. It's going to be a yep. crazy week. We'll get to that next. It's the Odds Couple here on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Couple happy holidays. Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco. We're all presented, always presented by Flop Swap along with Mike North. And Mike, let's get to the NFL slate. And of course, it's obviously very difficult right now to figure out the NFL slate huh. because you got to go, not only do you got to go through the injury report, you got to go through the COVID report. Yep. And it's tough to, to pick uh, who's going to win what game because you just don't know who's playing, Mike. And the spreads have been large. I mean, last week the spreads were large. This week we have, like we just talked about, Green Bay minus 7.5. You have Tampa Bay minus 10. Philadelphia minus 9.5. The the Chargers minus 10. It's not like all these games are plus 4, plus 5, plus 6. And, you know, one backdoor touchdown can ruin you. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so um, 
the games that stand out to me, I mean, there's a few games, but it's going to be a tough slate because there's teams that are going to start resting some guys that have already clinched or are close. Plus, you have the COVID situation, and now you don't know what's going to happen two hours before the game. You might put your bet in, and the next thing you know, the quarterback may be out. Right, so here's my philosophy now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the coach, right? I mean, assuming the coach is there because he, he could also be in COVID protocol, but sure. I'm going to trust the system. And right? if it's going to be certain coaches or any coach. Right. I, I, I just think, like, for instance, like, you know, look at the Ravens last week against the Packers. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, John Harbaugh is falling in love with going for the two for the win, and that one was a, oh, little, God that was a little strange because there was 42 seconds left, and Aaron Rodgers oh, clearly could have gone down and got it set up for a field goal. But uh, I, I think the Ravens, May, barring one or two weeks this season, have been in every game, and it's because of the system John Harbaugh has. So it's I'll, so I'll ride stupid. With, I'll ride when does he John. go by? I don't want to hear how, how great a coach he is because he's not. He looks at at analytics and lets that direct him. So, so to me, you know what? Here's what I've said, and I said it, and I'll say it again for last week. Your top coaches from the past thirty years would have kicked. I mean, the bottom line is you just can't be giving games away, and he's given two away, and and and, and that started this three game slide. It's not good. He's having a bad year. Uh, it's not good, but the Ravens are still in contention. And his quarterback's been ill a lot. He has, and, and uh, Lamar Jackson is iffy for this week. He's questionable again. But Huntley's been really good. I mean, he has. He, the kid from Utah has come in and has acquitted himself very nicely. Very good. Uh, and they have a game. And the Bengals are a strange team. Like last week, they go in and uh, they beat uh, the Denver Broncos in Denver. Uh, now they're hosting. And that was a, a Denver could have won that game. It was, it was a sloppy game. Sloppy. It was a sloppy game. Yes, 15, absolutely. 10. Uh, but now they're hosting their rival in their division, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Joe Burrow is talking about how they've been good with COVID because since he is so boring, uh, the Bengals are a three. The Bulls play in Chicago. That's why the whole team gets wiped out. That's right. That's right. Because uh, there's nightlife. The Bengals are three-point favorites in this game. Mike, which side are you leaning in this one? Well, I don't want e- either, but I'll tell you what. I'd probably lean Baltimore plus the three, but, you know, because Hundley's been as good as Jackson. I mean, I mean, if you looked at last week's game, I mean, what did they score, 30? What did uh, they score last yeah, week? Yeah, I think it was 31-30 yeah. was the final. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, and Jackson has had internal problems all year long, not just with the COVID situation. I'd lean the points, but I wouldn't play this game. Okay. And Burrow, by the way, is great. He told the truth. You couldn't even get back. I mean, I worked with a guy named Andy Furman. Yeah, sure. Uh, for Fox and Andy yep. from Cincinnati. All the partying goes over in Kentucky. That's the truth. Right. And, uh, you know, Joe Burrow has had a really good year. Yes, he has. Obviously, coming off the injury last year, he's gutsy. come back and he's been great. He's been good. Uh, he's been really good. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun team to watch this it year. Is. They're a young team. And they're certainly going to be. Uh, probably winning that division for the next couple of years or in contention at least. Uh, here's a here's a crazy game, a great game. Uh, the first game was a very strange game between the Patriots and the Bills. I think the Bills, uh, the Patriots threw the ball three times in that game. Yep. That won't happen this time. They won't think. happen this time. Now the weather is not supposed to be great again mm-hmm. in Foxborough as the Patriots uh, and the Bills meet. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, I think, didn't get a good uh, – he, he played better than his stats look in that first game. There's a sure. lot of drop passes in that game. I know it was crazy conditions. But, but he can't be passing the ball in crazy conditions as many times as he did. True, true. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. And uh, right now, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a pick em. It's I guess, two and a half points two for and the Bills. Uh, right I'd now. lean New England. 
You, you'll lean New England in this game. I'm going to lean New England. I know Buffalo to me is good, uh, but there's a lot of question marks on that team. Uh, they they really uh, Allen is as important as any quarterback in football is to his team. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and I just think that running the ball and their defense is okay. I'd lean New England at New England. You know, I think you brought up a good point there, Mike. That you know, jo- I can't think of a quarterback. Right now, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Yeah, I guess Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and then you have Allen in that group. See, you could say Wentz is important to Indy, but they got the leading rusher in the game, okay? Uh, or, or one of the great rushers of the game in Taylor. So, <clears throat> to me, after Allen, I mean, who do they have? They have a couple great, good players, but, I, I mean... People don't know the Buffalo Bill players off the top of their head. Right. But they know who the quarterback is. Right. I mean, and Josh Allen, most games, it, it seems like It seems least, like he's the man. He's the leading rusher. Absolutely. And he, obviously, he's leading the team in passing, and yep. he's directing that team. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I, a month ago, we were talking about Josh Allen as like the co-favorite, if not the favorite for MVP. He's kind of slid him back like to fourth or fifth favorite now because the team is, uh, has not been winning as many games. But you're so right. I, I think this team just goes... How Josh Allen I don't plays. think they have enough. Like, they have digs, right? I mean, if I'm trying to remember some, yeah. I mean, I don't even know the players on Knox, their team. Knox is really has been yeah. really good. But I mean, you look Devin at the players on Cincinnati. Player. You look at the players on Cincinnati. You you look at Chase. You look at Burrow. You look at the players on Baltimore. You look at the players on some of these other teams. They got more playmakers. It just seems to me they do. They do. Now the Patriots, Mike. You know, uh, Mac Jones has been great. Uh, but he's basically done what they've told him, right? I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't. That's good. Yeah, which is great. So it's yeah. what Bill Belichick wants. So uh, Mac Jones is uh, your your favorite right now for offensive rookie of the year. That and, should be a walk unless you, unless somebody picks the receiver from Cincy. Right. You know? Yeah, but I think he's kind of faded. Like, he had he a good base, game a couple He's got to have a great game every yeah. game, and you can't. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next game. I wanted to uh, bring up. It's uh, one of the teams that everyone loves, and they lost a tough one last Thursday night to the Chiefs. That's the Chargers. And they're going into Texans, who looked pretty good last week uh, with Davis Mills as the quarterback. But uh, everyone loves Justin Herbert. And what's not to love? The kid's going to be terrific. Uh, it's a lot of points, though, for a team that's going to be on the road. Ten and a half points right now. The Chargers are the favorites. Uh, do, do you have a lean in this game, Mike? I have a pick on this game, and I'll give it at the end of the game. But okay. I will tell you this, that uh, the, the spread is ten and a half. I mean, uh, you look at it, you look at the Chargers, they seem to be on a roll. Both are starting to play some good football. They're playing good on both ends. Herbert has been outstanding. He had a little bit of a, a hiccup a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. But uh, I'll have a pick on this game. Okay. Uh, and an, an interesting game, uh, the Vikings came in and they beat the Bears 17-9. to The Bears scored that crazy touchdown See, in the final play of the game. That's a Bear game that uh, the guy talked to, the handicapper, said if they have another quarterback, the Bears win that football game. Yes, yes. Would you agree? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I just, there were so many mistakes in that game. Like, I just can't pinpoint saying, well, it's on the quarterback. We're not just blaming it on him. Yeah. But I mean, uh, agreed. The overall team is undisciplined. Right. Agreed. I mean, they're getting in fights and everything else. So, so you know, I, I agree where you come from. We're not just blaming one guy. But this is what the guy told me. Now, this game here, <clears throat> you're talking about the Ram- uh, Rams versus the Vikings. Rams. And the Rams are three and a half <sighs> points favorites. Uh, the Vikings, will, without Dalvin Cook, he's on the COVID list. He will not be playing on Sunday. Uh, the Rams have been playing great. Aaron Donald is making a late run for Defensive Player of the Year. He's been terrific. Matthew Stafford came off a bad interception early on in the game against 
uh, last week and ended up uh, against Seattle and ended up winning yeah, the game for them. If he has a couple hot weeks, he might start to step up out of the MVP vote well, if they win this game. How right? about his wide receiver, Cooper Cup? Oh, he's been unbelievable. Who's been terrific. He probably, if you're looking at everybody from Taylor to Cup to Stafford to Rodgers, I know Rodgers, he's a regular season hero, he's a stat stuffer, uh, but Cooper Cup's been unbelievable. Cooper Cup has been unbelievable, and... You know, he he just runs such precision routes, Mike. Right? It's yeah. just it's just like I had no plan in this game because you know what? I don't think the head coach of the Vikings know knows what team's coming out for them. You yeah. know, he does. You want to talk about a, a Jekyll and Hyde team? It's the Minnesota Vikings to me. Right? They could look so good one week, and then the next week they could look like the Jaguars. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I have no plan in this game. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who Get you just rattling them off? Look at this. Tampa Bay. A terrible loss. Got You're shut out at home on Sunday night. Got you rattling. <laughs> okay. Ta- uh, oh, Tampa Bay. This is another play of mine this game here. Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Carolina's been really bad as of late. Oh, God. Last week I wanted to, Did you see what happened? Fourth and two. The team, Buffalo goes for it. They, they, they covered the spread. Right. I did see that. Oh, yes, God. You had I Carolina. was sick to my stomach. Yes, you had Carolina. Yeah, I had Carolina. Yes. It would have been three and one. That's the way my... But I'm still above 500. I got to play on this game. Okay, so we'll do that in the final yeah, segment. But absolutely. let's just break it down real quickly because, I mean, well, have, Tom Brady. Have you? I mean, have you seen? Like, I know they had a bunch of injuries. Evans goes out. Godwin's done for the year. Fournette's done for a while. And but yeah. you still have Gronk. You still have other guys who eh. can play. Antonio Antonio Brown is coming back this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, Do you feel like the Bucks are are kind of out of time, uh, losing to Father Time right now, Mike, or is this team still? A, a viable contender to, to win the Super Bowl. Well, I think they're still a viable contender because of the league that they're in. I think if they're in the AFC, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. It's a tougher road to hoe. I mean, yeah, I mean, Green Bay at home, of course, they're tough. But I don't think Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady is a calculated guy, but I don't see the the road as easy this time. I really don't. You just brought up. Well, we might have COVID situations. Brady, at times, has looked his age this year. At other times, he's looked like he's 22. I don't have a problem with him. Gronk's been great. But you just listed three, four, five guys that if you're going to go all the way, you got to have, and uh, they're not going to have them for this game. Yeah, it's it's going to be slim pickings for the Bucks. Now, they're going to win the division. Uh, clearly, they're the best team in their division. But, uh, Do you boy- know there was an actor named Slim Pickens? No, I didn't know that. Yes, there was, my yes. friend. Look him up. People will tell you. Slim okay. Pickens. He I'll, was I'll, a cowboy guy, too. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah. Do you think it might? Do you think teams are going to look at what Sean Payton and Dennis Allen have done to the Bucks over the last couple of years? I know the Bucks beat him in the playoffs last year, but do you think they're looking at him and saying, this is how maybe you defend and beat this, this Bucks offense? Well, you know what? Yeah. I think that, you know, I don't see the Bucks as being like, you know what? If the Bucks are going to win it all, don't you see him winning it with seven, eight-yard passes? Not deep passes. Maybe yards after the catch. you got to get everybody back healthy. If they get everybody back healthy, I have full faith that Tampa Bay can go back to the Super Bowl. Well, Don't yeah, you? I, I think their offense will, will come back in the shape because they will well, get everyone. Well, they're 10-point favorites this week, and I know they're playing Carolina. Right. But uh, that's with a lot of guys out there, 10 point favorites. Sure. Now, Godwin's done for the year, but I, I, yeah. I, I think the bigger concern is that their defense has not been the same as I they were last year. I agree with that, too. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. They, they've got a couple weeks to get things in ready for the but playoffs. But I got a pick for this game, boy. Okay. I will right, we'll do that coming up next. Uh, you're listening to the odds couple. And you know what comes up next, Mike? We get our guy, Jimmy! Jim Miller from Hawthorne. He'll give us some ponies. 
You got the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. And it's my pleasure every time in the show at this point to welcome in our guy, Mike. Who is it? Jimmy. Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Jim, happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays, gentlemen. I'll tell you, it's one of those things where in horse racing, you never get a break. It's a 365-day-a-year gig to take care of the horses. But, hey, we did take days off for at least Christmas Day for racing. But you know what? We're back racing live on Sunday and Monday to close out the thoroughbred meet and then turn things around real quickly and get ready for the start of a harness meet. Jimmy, what, when you say you're, you're taking a day off, so if there is no racing today and tomorrow, is that right? Right, no racing, to, no racing today and tomorrow, and then after that, we're open for training today, so we did have training this morning because horses are preparing for a couple of days. There was some full-card simulcasting taking place today. Tomorrow, nothing going on at Hawthorne. That's the only day all year long that we're closed, and then after that, everything ready to roll again on Sunday. We're starting at 12.55 and a nice nine-race card. Yeah, nothing's going on today for sure. I mean, I'm looking for ping pong and uh, maybe the racing <laughs> channel. I mean, my God, it's just, uh, you know, there'll be other, there's other races, are there other races on Christmas Eve going on? If I go to uh, satellite number DirecTV 602, will I see some racing, my friend? On Christmas Eve, you're going to find racing, and that's the one thing. Christmas Day has really been the only day that everybody has taken off. I mean, we even raced this last year on Easter, and, and it was a very successful day mm-hmm. because everybody else is off, so it's something where there is a focus for you. But, yeah, Christmas Day is the one day of the year where everything just shuts down. Then it kind of ramps back up because those days on Sunday and Monday when we're racing live, Mike, it's yeah. really busy because, again, everybody else is off. We're working right. and we're racing, but they're really successful days. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what is, is there anything done special for, for the horses and the holidays? I'm, this is a dumb question, but, like, uh, do the is there anything that you guys do at Hawthorne that uh, is done special for do these? Do they have holidays? a Christmas party? Do, do they, they have a bring, Christmas party? Yes. <laughs> do they bring in fillies <laughs> from the other tracks uh, to entertain the troops? Or what, yeah, what could, could you imagine what would happen there? You'd become the breeding ground. So <laughs> definitely not for the horses. For the people, though, we do have our backstretch Christmas party for the employees on the backstretch and for the kids. So that does take place each and every year. There's always a holiday meal that takes place back in the track kitchen. So it is something to show that appreciation for these folks because. They are working each and every day. They don't get Christmas off. They still have to take care of the horses, have to feed the horses, have to walk the horses every morning and that. So they are very busy. But we definitely do do that for our backstretch workers. All right, that was a silly question I asked. But here's, here's a legitimate question. What about the sports books, Jim? Like, what, what, uh, is everything closed in the next couple of days for that as well? But they're only closed on uh, Christmas Day. Everything, they're going to be open the rest of the time. So you have to go to the app if you're going to play on Christmas Day because there is NFL action. There's always NBA action that to take place. So you move to the app for Christmas Day, and then after that, we're open early again the following day. But again, that's the one day where we're just going to be closed all together for a facility, and everybody kind of finds their other ways, but they really have those ways to place those wagers now, too. Uh, before we get to your picks, Jimmy, uh, just reflect on the year in horse racing. What, what, was, it, was it a good year? This year was better because it was a little bit more of your return to normalcy. And it was one of those things where the pandemic really hurt us when it started because racing got shut down as well as every other sport. The one thing that was really good was when we came back for racing, 
horse racing was back before all the professional sports. So what happened was sports bettors kind of gravitated to horse racing. And we were able to maintain that throughout the end of last year and throughout this year. And it's been one of those things where you've seen numbers improve. You've seen more interest in racing. You get that return to normalcy. And it was nice. Racing did a good job of holding on to some of those betters. And now tying it in with sports wagering has really helped. But it has. It's been a good year. And it's somewhere we're really looking forward to next year because now we're going to be racing year-round in 22. And it is. It's going to be a very busy time. The only guy that really brought it down was Baffert and the death of the, yep. the, the Derby horse. But you're right. I mean, you know, they did come back. I remember when everybody was out for COVID, racing did come back, made a lot of strides. They, they got to run the Derby and everything right. else. I think Baffert's the only staying on the sport right now. And I agree with you. But the transition of some of these other races, like you right. said, the, the movement of the Derby, seeing the Breeders' Cup come back, Seeing horse racing just pulling together to do a good job. I mean, we had to write our own set of rules to return to racing from the pandemic just to put all the precautions in place, and it paid off. We were back over a month before any professional sport, and it made a huge difference, and now it really has kind of carried through through 2021. Uh, Well, you know who's had a great year, Mike, and that's been our guy, Jim Miller. He's been uh, doing great all season, and uh, let's get your picks for this week, Jim. Maybe we can get some post-Christmas money for these people. That's right. Sunday racing at Hawthorne. So we are racing Sunday. We're racing Monday. So these three horses are all Sunday at Hawthorne. The first two we're going to bet just to win. Race number two, bet the four horse. Long, tall woman to win. So the horse taking a class drop. That should be tough. Race six, bet the four. One way home to win. A very speedy horse. And then in race eight, bet the two. Great name, Mama's Boy Otis. Bet this one across the board. Very speedy and could take him all the way around. That is a great name. One more time, race two, the four horse to win. Uh, race six, the f- race six, four. the four horse, and then race yep. eight, the two horse to win place and show. Right, Jimmy? That's right. Let's make some money. Get ready at least for the later NFL action on Sunday, boys. Jimmy, have a Merry Christmas to you and your great family, and we will talk to you next week before New Year's. You got it. Good luck, boys. Merry Christmas, Jimmy! That's our guy, Jim Miller. Mike, before we wrap things yep. up, before we get to our picks, uh, I just wanted a couple more things I wanted to hit with you. First thing is the Chicago Bears... Uh, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it's a six-and-a-half, seven-point spread. Uh, we don't know if Justin Fields is playing, so it's kind of tough mm-hmm. to really bet right now. But uh, do you think the Bears, who also have other injuries as well, Akeem Hicks is on the COVID list, who played yeah. so well last week. Do, do you even yeah, touch- well, he's on his way out, Akeem Hicks. You can't depend on him anymore. Do you, but do you, do, you even, do you even touch this game, Mike, or do you stay away from it? Well, if I was going to bet it, I'd bet Seattle. If I, if my, you know, I just think the Bears have too much going against them. Uh, they're going to start to lose their team uh, if they haven't lost. I mean, I'm hearing that uh, some players are saying they lost the team during the off season. So uh, not not all the players, but some of them. So I, I would probably lean Seattle if I had to make a play. Okay, now let's. I mean, I can't see him losing. I can't see the Bears beating Pete Carroll. And Russell Will, I mean, uh, is Russell Wilson playing? Or is he going to be? I think he's playing. No, he's no. playing. He's playing. Yeah, yeah. but I just have I mean, a as of now, he is at least. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. Could... As of now, that's the way it is with everything. All right, Mike, uh, we're gonna. Do, I want to get right. to your best picks, obviously, sure. because uh, you have some strong plays. But uh, real quickly, we we touched on it last week. I want to get your feel a week later now. Uh, Cincy, Alabama, the first game in the uh, semifinals for the national oh. championship. Are you, are you still? It's a fourteen point spread. Are you still? On the, which side were you on last week? You were on uh, Bama, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I said that, uh, you know, there's a reason that, uh, and I think Cincinnati had a great year. They stood up to every challenge. They, they took everybody on, including the pressure. You know, people go, how come they didn't score this many points against the team? When you're expected to, it's the hardest thing to do. 
And uh, I think Cincinnati had a great year. Uh, but you got this pedigree Alabama team. Uh, if they go the way they've been going, I know Alabama uh, just did something to Georgia that nobody thought they'd do. I would still lean Alabama. Okay, and the other game, it's Michigan, it's Georgia. I'm going with Jimmy, man. Okay. Uh, Georgia, to me, I mean, they look normal. I mean, they looked human. Uh, I know they played Alabama, uh, but they got beat up pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy. I think the line, I think uh, Hutchinson, uh, I love that kid. Uh, but but here's where, you know, they both are good at rushing the football, both are good at defense. Here's the key. Which quarterback's going to make the, the the most mistakes? I, I will say this. I'll take the Michigan quarterback right now and take Michigan with the points. All right, Mike, it's that time. You're taking oh, Michigan baby. with the points. I kind of like Michigan with the points as well, yep. by the way. Uh, it's time for best plays. And this holiday week, yep. let's get some people some money. Mike, let's go ahead with your first play. All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I did give on the bonus pick uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, even though I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. They should they should have won easily last week, and everything's an adventure with them. Uh, and they've had a weird year. They're playing the Denver Broncos, and I gave that out uh, with Brian Hanley and, and Fred. I'm taking Carolina. I'm going to take, I, I got this Carolina-itis where I can't get off them, uh, but I think Tampa Bay, is, as Randy brought up, folks, right off the bat, uh, with the injuries, with people being out, uh, with Brady at times looking ordinary, not as strong as he's been, I'm going to go with Carolina getting the 10, uh, maybe it'll be 10 and a half by that. So that's my first pick along with the, with the bonus pick, which was the Raiders. Well, Mike, I'm going to go against you. Oh, baby. Yes. I like the Denver Broncos coming off a very tough loss at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is my only play because I, I just, the NFL week is crazy. Well, so, you're a big shot. Now. Yeah. You, make, you go 2-0, oh, you can do what you want. Uh, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think that, the, and I was going to give a couple of bowl, bowl games, but you know, I mean, now right. it's like Wake Forest. You don't even know if they're playing. Texas A&M's out, so now it looks like Rutgers is going to play Wake Forest. Uh, Imagine that. Imagine yeah. having a ticket for that game. But I mean, Rutgers hasn't even played football like in, exactly. in weeks. Now they're going to play a game in eight days. Uh, I I just think Denver. I know that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be playing in this game. Drew Locke's going to start, but mm-hmm. uh, I like Denver. I think they're going to uh, go in and, and the oh, Raiders. The Raiders are Mike. The Raiders are a strange team. Like they go in and beat Dallas, right. Then lose, and then they beat Cleveland yeah. last week. So I can't get I can't get a feel. You on even the heard me bring up about Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, you know, the yep. guy should be much better than he is. So you know what? That's good. We I got Vegas. I got Carolina. I'll give you another game that I got, folks. I'm going to take the New York Giants. They should be getting 10 by the time it happens. Getting nine and a half right now against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's how it came out to me. I have no idea who's playing on the team. I have no idea. I know it's at Philadelphia, uh, but uh, it seems a little rich for me. I'm taking uh, that game, the New York Giants, plus the nine and a half. All right, so you got the Giants plus nine and a half. The Eagles were a strange That's team it. last week. They uh, The Washington football team jumps out early, then the Eagles end up... Dominating the game down the stretch. Right. Uh, listen, Mike, this has been fantastic. Thanks for letting me fill in the last two weeks. You're the best. Happy holidays. We're always presented by Props Luck. And, uh, Mike, if I can just send a quick message out there to our great fans uh, on this holiday season, uh, hug your loved ones a little tighter, yep. okay? Because you just never know what's going to happen. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Mike, you're the best. I love doing the show with you every week. Thanks, buddy. And, and happy holidays. And we'll talk to you again on The Odds Couple. Happy holidays, folks. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.